Yes. Do you need to hear yourself? No, I don't care. Okay. I need to hear myself because that's what kind of personality I have. <laughs> I need to hear my voice in order to enjoy this podcast. I mean, something tells me you're doing it more to monitor the levels. That's, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. It's also part of my personality that I like when things don't sound all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, but also I love this voice. I, it's funny because on these like lower tones, yeah, because don't I'm, I don't get any of that yeah. fun podcasty joke yeah. stuff. So that's half of my material, it's and just, that's not going to be great. That, that's quite, not going to come It's just through. quiet voice stuff. I like to do, I like to do stuff like this, <laughs> and you're not going to be able to. That'll be different. Anyway, I'm sure I could find somewhere. <laughs> you have a backup pair of guest headphones. How long has it been going? What's like the what's the latest amount of time you could introduce a guest to a podcast audience? Uh, like if we did this for just, 45 minutes. Ju- it would just be the outro. <laughs> anyway, that was a great conversation. This has been JF Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I, by the way, I want to introduce my guest. <laughs> right right as the music is playing. Um okay everyone, welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. This is our podcast. You've been listening to it and for so long, and we appreciate it so much. Today, obviously, Zoya's not here. Zoya is abroad. I don't know where she is right now. Could be Carousel. Could be... I thought she was in the Greek Isles. No. That was the last that time. That was the first pl- yeah. time. Yeah. She was in the Greek Isles. Nice. And she She'd was surrounded by beautiful people no, at all times. And I mean, she that's came much back to me. It's like her being at home is what I was going to say. You know what? You that's it's so nice that yeah. you you're the kind of friend who goes there with the joke, yeah. and that's what the audience needs to know about you, JF Harris, <laughs> hey! comedian JF Harris. Oh, upfront intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really it's at the very beginning or the very end. Yeah, but I was going to leave the middle. You know. Well, free form. Yeah. Also, you look like you could be a Greek man. I am a Greek man. Oh, you are? I'm partially Greek. Oh, that 100% checks out with your face. Yeah. yeah. It's the nose. It's the nose and whatever part this is. Eyebrows. Cro-Magnon. <laughs> so they're eyebrows. I have a very... Thank you, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes I get caught up. Yeah. Um, but I have a very Greek and Italian face. Yes. Yes. To In the a way that where... Me- Oh, go ahead. No, what I was going to say wasn't great. I bet you what we were going to say was going to be great. I was going to say in a way that makes me feel comfortable. In what way? Because I'm from New York. So I see your face and I just see you and I go, I know this guy. Yeah, there he is. There he is. That guy gets loud sometimes. Yeah, but for good reasons. (laughs) Hey, hey, you can't fucking park there. Dude, I was just about to make. That's Denise's spot. Nobody parks there but Denise. (laughs) This is actually, oh, I'm sorry. Are you Denise? (laughs) Are you hot? (laughs) <laughs> that's what i miss the most about the the east coast accent is people who say huh h-u-h instead huh? of h-e-r yeah oh i'm sorry you huh you huh <laughs> were you invited from huh i don't know who you are who's friend of you huh who 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 said you can come in here <laughs> huh was it huh <laughs> Then she gets fucking ah. She's like, he's fine. Mom, leave him. He's fine. He's fine. He's early, but he's fine. Um. So JF, let's get the things out of the way that we need to talk about first. First of all, if I was listening to this in the audience, I'd be like, why JF? <laughs> <laughs> you guys never have a guest. 
So they're immediately, you know how when you read the room uh-huh. in stand up? Yes. This, if I was reading this room for you, for- I'd be like, already, you're not Zoya. Oh, yeah. I so didn't even think about where it. You're, that's I have to live up to Zoya yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I get. Which is. Uh, I don't think you have to live up. I think you have to bring your own energy. Yeah, because our energies, though we get along exquisitely, uh-huh. and she is one of my favorite people, we yeah. have, I would say, what I would describe as opposite energies. Like, <laughs> completely opposite? Not completely opposite. She's very laid back and cool. And yeah. we'll say, like, she's got, like, I think a. I have a pretty dark sense of humor too, but I am like, I think I am perceived as like a pretty like bubbly, happy, round faced Irish boy. Yes. Yes. But you got a darkness in you. I, yeah. 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 So you have, it's called alcohol. You have, a, that's it. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. No, you have like a gritting, you have a grit to you. Yeah. Which is fun because you have a, an exterior yes. that would say maybe not so much. You have a very sweet boy exterior. All my mom. Yeah, that's I put that Your all on my a mother. Sweet boy. My mom is a sweet boy. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, does she have a very cherubic look? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got like it's where I get the the the, the shape of my face, which yeah. is funny because when I uh, my mom's like me, we like yo yo and wait sure. constantly. Yeah, uh, I'm sure she'd so, appreciate you saying yeah, that. She, the I mean, she would be honest about it. <laughs> if I said we were fat, she'd be like, I hate that word. My mom hates the word fat. And we don't she say like, it in this house. She was like pleasantly plump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we both have that thing of like, we, I get fat in the bottom part of my face. Sure. So my head just looks like an upside down light bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Such an important invention. Yeah. Which is, just that's a not to be. light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> my face, my head looks like a flashlight when I blow off a little yeah. bit. Well, that's a bummer. But um, <laughs> dude, I had something else and that threw me off so much. I was on such a nice rhythm. The, the, sorry, the Zoya, me filling in for the Zoya. Who the fuck's this guy? Big yes, shoes to fill. Yes, but so far here we know. Here's what we know about you: gritty interior. Yes. Sweet boy exterior. True. You're like the third eye blind of people. If third eye blind was a person, <laughs> that hurt. Of, that sounded mean. Of, no, I realized that you have to know about my relationship to third eye blind. That's very true. To take that the right way. Yeah, looking at you, I now get it. I but, love third eye blind yeah. very much. I saw them in concert. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like, probably like 12 or 13. It uh-huh. was very fun. They played uh, somewhere in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and it was in one of those like outside PNC Art Bank Center, maybe. They it do was those. a great concert. Yeah. yeah. They'll they'll go on an indoor outdoor tour yeah. right now and again. It was, it was fun. They're good for it. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego boys, I think they're from. Oh, that makes sense. They're like Southern California boys. Yeah. They're like soft boy, red hot chili peppers. But they're all their music is very dark, but it's all very like bubbly and poppy. Get crouch away. Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of thing. And so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. The doot doots. Yeah. We're doot, all familiar. Doot, doot. Crystal meth. That song's about crystal meth. Oh, no shit. Anyway, everybody knows these things. No, um, I don't. I'm what learning else? a lot about what else you're not as beautiful as zoya no but you bring a very good aesthetic thank you like if i walked into a thrift store and you were behind the counter i would know that you knew where the records were a hundred percent and you would be like um you'd be able to guide me around you'd be able to take a look at me and be like i bet you like yeah a hundred percent that's this and that yeah that's booth 58 yeah i have my uh secret to my secret 
one day side hustle is that if I ever get popular enough where I have money, I'm going to open up a half antique shop, half coffee shop kind That's of fun. place That's slash fun. record store yeah. where it's like so much dust in the coffee. So much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, mm, <laughs> this coffee's kind of thick. It tastes old and tastes at the same time. Tastes, tastes Ethiopian. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and then I'm going to like play records and you can like buy the records any of the chairs you sit in, you can just be like, I like this chair. You, you can, can just, just buy, buy the stuff. Yeah. Everything in there. That's great. So it's going to be a coffee shop where you can just buy anything in the coffee shop yeah fuck you're gonna have to have like a like a something out back for extra tables and seating. Yeah. oh in case someone's like i want this sofa right yeah. now and you're just I like want all yeah i want all of this great we're i just moved to town we're closed for the day <laughs> to go on, to go only everyone up yeah and everyone out <laughs> yeah take a chair with you to, to this lady's truck yeah on the way out but that's beautiful that that um We've talked about the San Luis Obispo area. Yeah. We've talked about it at length Your on this slow podcast dream. as well. My slow dream. And uh, that is a place that would be beautiful up there. Yeah. Yeah. So do that. Okay. So we do can you, still be close. To so we can still be close. I want to be no further than six hours from you at all times. Sounds like a plan. Um, so JF is a stand-up comedian. True. Who you were just talking about getting money. That is currently happening right now because you have a new special. Out. I mean, well, I'm not, but good transition. <laughs> I put the special out for free so anybody can watch it for free. Yes. So, so I'm not technically making any money now. But people can watch you people, and become a fan of yeah, yours. Yeah, which is the whole reason of putting it out for free. I actually mm-hmm. lost a lot of money on it. I thought you were going to say you lost the special. I lost it. I actually it. don't, I don't know, know what it is. I don't know where it is. It's out, but I don't uh, know who put it out. Yeah. <laughs> Check all, all the channels. Yeah. <laughs> Every YouTube channel channel so you lost what i lost money making it oh yeah yeah sure. I like, a lot? how much we talk uh, do you really want to know like 20k do you really want to tell me well, i just did <laughs> i just did i thought i'd give you an hour yeah. even afterwards for editing you don't have to tell me no if you no, don't no, want no, to. no i spent like 20k on it <laughs> and you lost it all and it's all gone have you opted into the reels program where you get bonus i don't think i have enough followers for, oh, the, for that i just yeah. did and i straight up don't understand that yeah i our friend brenton uh, was trying to explain it to us the other day yeah and shout out brenton biddlecomb the man he really does an amazing he, thing he helps comedy in los angeles and a, and further out so much he's yeah. like a, a g he kind of is in charge of... he's a comedian first and a very funny one at that i yeah. want to stress that yeah but then behind the scenes yeah he's he, just also very good at the social media stuff yeah he's he kind of makes everyone if you think about it in and outside of los angeles all over the country aware of like what is happening it's why everyone's so aware of what's happening in the clubs yeah. some of the major clubs yeah if you live in like new jersey and you know who's up at the comedy Hollywood improv yeah right? it's yeah he built him. the comedy store one up then he left the comedy store he ran all things comedies in uh social media uh-huh and now he, excuse me we we just Listen, had if you yeah, gotta look, finish your we just had diner <laughs> <laughs> we did we did Mel's, hey, we the had most Mel's. authentic one um and then now he runs the improvs so yeah. it's like and he's so good at it. So he was dropping little tips on us. Yeah, trying to help us out. 
Yeah, because I mean, you're in a position where now you can have this special and put it vertically. Yes. And clip it out into a million clips and get your name out there like that. That's, Even more stuff for free. That's literally the whole plan. Yeah. Where it was like, all right, this will come back one day to me. Right. But for right now, you can't. You, I I think it was probably through talking to you or I'm friends with this guy, Taylor, who's in this band called Dawes. Sure. Um, he's like one of my really good friends. And like. They can sell out theaters, you know, they're a really great band. He's an amazing musician uh, and songwriter, mm -hmm. but like I, he, I remember they, I, I met up with them when they were on tour and they were trying to figure out what to name their seventh album. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if you don't put anything out, no, there's no way for people to become fans of you. Yeah. Like, I feel like back in the day, people would become fans of people. But now since the way media is kind of shaped, mm -hmm. like you have to put stuff out to get the fans. You're right. Dude, if I was still a musician, I would put songs out one verse at a time for a week, <laughs> and then you get the whole song on, on a Saturday or something like that. That'd be super fun. Yeah. You should do that with jokes and see how it works. I will. Um, hey, everyone. you What's the deal with Will Smith? Yeah. That's Monday. Yeah. And then for me on Tuesday, it would be like, he used to be my boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then on Wednesday... Okay, now we're getting into the harder part of the joke. So one day I walk in, into work and Will Smith is like, hey, what's what's the what's the deal <laughs> with airplane mode? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, no, it was it's I hate it. Yeah, it didn't go I hate it. No. And it, it doesn't. It takes way longer to, to write a joke, which brings me to my next uh, topic of conversation Great. with you, is how much I love talking to you about writing jokes. Ugh, comment, it's my favorite thing to talk about. But you realize that not everyone is on the same wavelength, not like skill-wise, but not everyone likes to talk about it. Like I'll talk that. shop all day. Yeah. If I see a comic working on a joke on stage, and I got something, I'm beelining it right. I don't care who it is. I've given yeah. Wanda Sykes a tag. Like, you take a tag? And yeah. she's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> From you? <laughs> she's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, she's uh, like, you got a nice face, though. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Wanda. <laughs> thank you, fake Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Mike's Mike's recollection of yeah. what Wanda may have <laughs> been like. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, I used to do that as well. I don't do that anymore unless I really, really like the person and are sure of how they'll react to that. Because I can go one of two ways. Y you can. Uh, like if they don't. The reaction can go one of two ways. Oh, yeah. If somebody doesn't take a tag, I'm just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I understand if I give you a bad tag and yeah. you're not going to use it. Yeah, but if, yeah. like, I'm just like, I've had people give me ones where I'm like, I'm never going to use that. Do you say it right away? No, I just go, oh, thanks. And that's oh, all you I'll have to do. I'll say it right away. Yeah. I'll be like, that's never going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm never going to say that. Be like, oh, no, 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 no. You should stop comedy. <laughs> should stop coming dude i was at a wedding and so many people oh no came up to me no. and were you know it's the same conversation yeah. and they're like oh i got a, something you gotta put in your act and i go uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you can say it if you really want to say your little funny story you could say it right now yeah I'm and sure he's like this funny. lady this guy tried to park in nancy's spot <laughs> you should tell him about nancy's 
Yeah, and that's where the the first couple minutes of the show were born at, yeah. at my cousin's wedding. Yeah, and you're just like, I wasn't there. It's yeah. not about me. I don't know. You're yeah. white. You're talking about a penguin. Yeah. I don't. I've never. You know. It's also vaguely racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you just using me? Why are you like? Oh, the comedian will be racist with me. <laughs> Dude, hey, hey, dude, <laughs> the work, you're, you're a comedian, right? You're John's mm-hmm. boy? Yeah. Come I got some ideas about the Mexicans <laughs> I want to share with you. You got to put the Z skin. <laughs> dude, the worst one ever was one time I was visiting my parents in Florida and I was uh-huh. swimming in, in the pool. And one of my, like, the old people who live in their, like, older village comes walking up to me and he's got on these like little short shorts open shirt giant gut and he's just like so you're a comedian right italian or no oh well yeah 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 yeah, sure. yeah. long island italian he yeah, used to be a cop to... and he's yeah. like so you, you you're a comedian right and he goes hey they don't let you say the things they used to say <laughs> and i'm just like oh god here we go and then he started complaining to me about how you're not allowed to do blackface anymore <laughs> Complaining. Yeah. Like he's been stopped so many times since then. But but not like he was talking about like Amos and Andy blackface. Not like can't go in blackface to a party. Right. He's like mainstream comedians aren't. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the people from like the 30s? Yeah. Yeah. Back when comedy was funny in the 30s. Yeah. When you could hit your wife. Yeah. Pining after a time that is like just barely even his dude it's really it's like whatever you're whenever you're 16 to like 25 Uh you think is awesome forever no matter Uh what i i i recently after shooting the special was like i need to refill like the tank a little bit you know what i mean they're outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did yeah. you think they were in your apartment? I was like, apartment? are you talking twice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, somebody else is hearing that voice. You're like, this Mike, is Mike's the last having a stroke. <laughs> this is my last day. <laughs> Podcast done. How are we doing? I got to restart that one after 15 minutes. This one's still looking good. Yeah. Beautiful boy. Great. Great. You anyway. moved it a little bit. Does that make a difference? Yeah, it makes it better. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what were you saying? Oh, I was saying after my special came out, I was like, I need to refill the tank like uh-huh. artistically and get inspired. So I started listening to all the music that I was listening to in my early 20s. Love it. Like lots of strokes, lots of arcade fire, spoons, couple of early albert records hammond jr yeah albert hammond jr tokyo police club go team <laughs> yeah. like just all this stuff yeah. like that early like yeah 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 it's early 2000s new york tv on the radio yeah. and i bought a bunch of them on vinyl and i was just like you know read meet me in the bathroom about that like scene then and i was just like because i needed that juice yeah and like to remember what it was like to have that like excitement of like Dude, this is like our dads when they, they have a fight with mom. Yeah. And they're like, I just needed to get in the fucking station wagon and crank up Ariel Speedwagon yeah. and drive as fast as I possibly can. Gotta put some Bruce on and I'm gonna cruise down to the Jersey Shore and see my brother. Your mom's running her mouth, so me and Bruce took her to head out to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I don't... Sandy. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking of yeah, me and Steve Perry on our way to the Jersey Shore. Uh, but I was thinking about how... <sighs> to me, I was talking to friends about um, like bands now, like who are the who are bands now? Yeah, and I was thinking about how there are there's certain music from the 2000s that sounds dated because it was like trend based. Yes, um, and I can't think of any great examples, but like 
emo like whiny emo yeah. is very like that was that time yes so if you want to say like early aughts like it's you could do the voice and yeah you could do the whatever i'm so fucking tired <laughs> yeah 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 just that for yeah. year for like 10 years yeah but i was thinking about other bands that i like from that time and they could have come out like yesterday and i wonder if people hear that and they're like what is this 2005 shit i feel like you're reading my mind because i was literally i wrote this in my joke thing yesterday i read your book oh perfect and i took it out <laughs> nice and here it is <laughs> i uh are these your jokes <laughs> are these your jokes they just all say poop yeah, i changed them <laughs> man a lot of them poop no, I was thinking about that thing of like, I feel like when something is new and groundbreaking in any form of art, mm -hmm. it's always going to feel fresh. Right. Like, you know, you listen to Stevie Wonder, fucking superstition. Oh, yeah. That uh -huh. song never feels old. You're right. You listen to like the first Strokes record, never feels old. Bruce Springsteen's born in the U uh, not born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen's born to run, doesn't feel old. Yeah. The, Casey and Jojo, all my life. Yeah, you know, that's actually a good one. <laughs> but like, yeah, it might feel like a little dated, but you know what I mean? Like when something is like cutting edge, like it's the way you can look at a Basquiat painting mm -hmm. or like an Andy Warhol thing. And even though Andy Warhol has been replica replicated so many times, when you see like one of those like 10 foot tall paintings of like Mao up close, you're just like, oh fuck we're yeah. 20 feet tall you're it's like, always impressive it's no like what. oh okay yeah i get it it's never like this 90s shit or this yeah. 70s shit yeah yeah um i think that about like bands like mute math and uh mute math was one of my favorite uh bands of all time but then i listened to other people like um copeland i was listening to copeland i don't know either of these bands you know well mute math was um, more well known than Copeland, and then like uh, I don't know, I could rattle off a, a bunch of bands, but it'll be nothing. Okay. Uh, and I, I just, I like that. I like that it's. Uh, but I always wonder that about new generations if they would hear that and be like, "This is very clear." Like how I could pick out like a '70s song. So yeah, so I kind of was thinking about that with hip hop too recently, because I'm like hip hop. You you sometimes you know because of like the sounds, sa yeah, and the yeah. cadence. Like so, I was thinking about like I'm a huge Wu Tang guy, and mm -hmm. I was thinking about Thirty Six Chambers and like the whole sound of Wu Tang and like the subsequent albums like Built for Cuban Links and like uh, the Iron Man and like just all these great Liquid Swords. Where it's like, I wonder if kids hear that now and it feels super dated. Because to me, all the samples are already old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they were old like when they sampled samples. them. Yeah, yeah, which people still do. You know, Kanye right. will still sample like a soul song from the seventies. Yeah, dude, I love TikToks where people are just like sampling dude, stuff from, from old records. I fucking love that. I follow a guy who just goes and grabs three forty fives out yeah. of a bin at random and then comes home and like makes a beat out yeah. of one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also because of TikTok, artists who I loved and grew up with as a kid that were like my parents' generation that like have a lot of deep meaning to me mm -hmm. are like blowing up. Like Billy Joel is getting popular again. Really? Because of TikTok. Oh, that's great. That's great news. Yeah. Because um, me and Steve talk about Billy Joel all the time. It I got a nice price tattoo 
like uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody at home doesn't know what it is, in the se- in the 70s, CBS Records, Columbia Records, which was the label that Billy Joel was on, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of other people, they used to put these stickers on the outside of the records that said, The Nice Price. Yes, and it's very distinct. And it's a very distinct sticker. And yeah. I got it tattooed on me by Shannon, who's yeah. also tattooed listens your- Listens to the show. Listens to the show and yeah. is uh, has tattooed your podcast partner. Who, Steve. Steve, who got tattooed the person before me when I got mine. Yeah. And Shannon was in the front row of my special taping in Florida. Isn't that crazy? I know. She must be like a private investigator. She- <laughs> <laughs> She's just showing up. She's just trying to take all you guys down. Yeah. But no, no, no. Uh, amazing artist. And uh, now would be a good time to shout out her Instagram. Yeah, it's shit. What's her last name? I'm trying to remember right I've now. hung out with her now the least out of all of our circle of people that we know because i didn't have anything to get tattooed on me even though i'm past the point in my tattoo career where i'm like i need a really important meaning to get this tattooed on me okay it's shannon h i'm so fucking dyslexic let's see where's it at shannon haynes Okay. H A I N E S. Tattoo. And yeah, Shannon Haynes tattoos is her uh And her shit's dope as hell. Her colors are amazing. She's very good. My phone's in black gray and black scale right now. So you can't even enjoy it. Yeah. I just got (laughs) booked on another podcast. (laughs) You're killing it. You're killing it. So if people wanted to watch this special, where do you want them to watch it? Uh they can either go to my website, www dot jfrs.com i say the www because someone has hacked my website that if uh-huh. you don't put in the www it takes you to this weird like you can buy comedy tickets what the fuck it's weird i don't know how to fix that so Why if somebody, somebody on here knows how to do that that would be fucking tight somebody my friend jesse would be able yeah. To, yeah i don't know why that happens but uh so you can go to my website there and you can watch it on there or you can just go to youtube mm-hmm. and watch it on all things comedy's youtube channel yeah or you can watch it in small cut-up segments on my Instagram and TikTok. Which is? Uh, at the J.F. Harris. J.F. is the initials. Perfect. Yeah. J.F. stands for what? James Francis. James Francis. You yeah. didn't want to be James Francis? No. there was that's a cool fucking... Yeah, there were three other stand-ups named James Harris when I started comedy. James Harris, not James Francis. Not James Francis. That's sexy as fuck. Man. I know. Afterwards, I thought about it. Like, now I'm like, oh, that would have been a good one instead of initials that people constantly accidentally call me Jeff. But you're the... I've never heard that. Oh, I'm people sure call me Jeff? A times. Uh, people call me Jeff all the time. People Jeff I'm friends Harris. with call me Jeff. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, hey, Dude, Jeff. that should be the name of your next special. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Harris. Harris. <laughs> By, no, because then more people think my name is Jeff. Yeah, cemented. And I'm like, oh, I guess the I, J stands for Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to call it Not Jeff. Not Jeff. Is I'm the not name of the Jeff. Next one. Yeah, I'm not Jeff. Uh, but now people know you as the uh, initial guy. It's just you and, and MK. Yeah, and P.T. Anderson. And P.T. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and P.T. Barnum. Yeah, P.T. Barnum, too. <laughs> I know people always get you confused all the time. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you a story about P.T. Barnum? Please. This is going to be a weird one. Okay. But before I did stand-up, I wanted to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. which I still want to be a filmmaker at some point in my life. I'm going to like make and direct a movie. Sure. Uh, but... I used to work on reality TV shows as like a camera assistant and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I worked on a reality TV show, a pilot they shot about the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Really? And it was like a pilot episode where we like followed those people around for like a week and like made a pilot about them. 
Well, they you like came to New York for a week, like circus performers. Really? Yeah, that's kind of fun. It was weird, and they were trying to do like like shoot the drama of it too. Oh, no. So they like circus drama. Yeah, circus drama. So they Wrestling. like took a lady out on her boat on a boat with her kid <laughs> to like look out over the water and be like, the husband's been deported out of the country. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't Back know if that's where, actually what happened. Where but yeah. From. Um, the 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 clowns that were in the Barnum and Bailey one were all from Italy. Really, they were fun Italian clowns. They like to get drunk. Yeah, well, yeah. and they have their I'm own trains. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> one of the coolest things I learned is they have their own train, and it just train. It, yeah, think of how many clowns you can fit on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really... You got two clowns just in this room alone. That's, I mean, that's incredible when yeah. you think of um, the spaces they give it themselves in. Because they have their elephants and tigers and horses that they have to bring places. <laughs> yeah. It's not, they're not on trains to transport clowns as much as it is for livestock purposes. Right, right. Angry, depressed livestock. Yes. Um, man, what a bummer. Giuseppe the Clown is, I'm thinking of, of what that must be right now. Yeah. Just like uh, he hugs his nose and it's actually a meatball. This <laughs> is gross. It's just squeezing yeah. me. <laughs> they all have meatballs on their nose. Big time. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. You go to an Italian wedding and that's what we do. We all put meatballs on our nose at the end of the night and that's how you know it's it's almost time to wrap up. Yeah. Then they start singing, Keep shining, keep shining. Oh, and that you always count on me. For sure. For sure. Because <laughs> that's it. what friends are for. No, realistically, it's like, it's a lazy Mary for six hours. Yeah. It's Dominic the donkey. Every Italian pop song like that is it's vaguely racist <laughs> yeah also that <laughs> yes yeah uh-huh unfortunately um what else dude it's uh you're a hard worker oh thanks yeah. yes i'm trying to get back to similarities between <laughs> you and zoya oh cool 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 so um, that people could really accept you into their hearts when we have and that's, maybe uh, 10 minutes left <laughs> <laughs> This one needs to be restarted. Great. It's my favorite part of every podcast. Do you need me to restart this one? Nope, no, those okay, are Okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, I like to think of myself as a pretty hard worker. Yes. I mean, I my resume, I, sometimes I'm really hard on myself and like I'm not a hard worker. Mm -hmm. And then I look at all of the things that I've done over the last 19 years that I've been a professional or 19 years I've been doing comedy since I'm like 20. And then the last nine to ten years that it, i've been a professional comedian yeah so that, then you look at the list like, of just like sheer things that yeah. you've done and be like wow i must have been working pretty well. yeah must, i guess i worked <laughs> something paid for this toyota prius yeah yeah and that thing is called dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> so if we have people listening right now who want to get into writing dick jokes oh. professionally for a prius yeah what would you tell them i mean get ready to work for free for like a decade mm -hmm. And then make yourself of service to other people. Um, Which you do very well. I, I try to. Yeah. Um, That's the reason why we're friends, because I feel like I could get a lot out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I think, is even if, and we always say this, even if a friendship is one-sided, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're that side. As long as you're the good side. As long as you're filling your cup. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you are like, I know a lot of comedians who look forward to seeing you because you're very like, 
not only are you fun to be around, but you're very like helpful. You'll help the younger comedians. I yeah, I like doing that. Like I'm also a sober person. I've been sober nine years now. So there's like tenants in like those in like I so I work in a 12 step program and there's yes. tenants in the 12 step program that I try to carry over into comedy because comedy is hard so like I felt like I was kind of like rudderless for a long time when I started out and all I wanted was like someone to like show me the ropes and yeah, mentor me and tell me yeah yeah or just like because you feel so lost when you're doing anything you know you're teaching yourself how to do an there's no like job you know you go to a normal job and there's like a ladder Someone a structure for a couple yeah, yeah in comedy it's just like good luck asshole yeah yeah and so now when i meet younger comics who i feel like are the kind of people who are like putting in the work where i see like oh this person has some kind of potential or it's just somebody i meet at a bar show i'm like happy to share anything that i know is there anything you wish you could tell people super early on to make them understand how difficult it's going to be. Is that a question that makes sense? Yes. It makes a hundred percent sense. I think there's kind of a reverse to that question, which is it's not difficult if you don't let it, if you don't take it serious, like you have to take the job extremely serious, Mm -hmm. but you have to not care about all the things that you think are important when you're a younger comic or a younger artist. Like you think all these decisions you are making are like big, important decisions. Right. When the truth is, it's like, just keep your, like, keep your head down, be funny, work crazy hard. And in 10 years, you'll look up and you'll be somewhere. Right. But it is really hard work. And it's like, unless you really want to do it and are willing to like, like we were talking about earlier at the diner, like I used to, couldn't get, getting stage time in New York City was so hard when I was starting out in comedy. I used to take an overnight mega bus to Toronto, Canada from Whoa, New York City really? and go do shows in Toronto. You went through customs? like Customs the whole night. And every time they'd be like, why are you here? And I'm like, I like I'm trying the to city. Make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to make it. They're like, it's the other way. <laughs> yeah yeah that's so cool man so i would just like go up and do and there's all these like crazy nice comics and there's this like you know laugh sabbath group of like all indie shows up there and there's Did the comedy the bar corner when you were up there? i've never done the before? corner that was this was before the corner was around right uh and i would just go up there and like do these indie shows and then you know i put together a little indie tour with my friends and four of us would go like do these shows for almost no money mm-hmm. and you know and just like you just go and you do it and you just like when i was starting out you know you'd make like 450 dollars for a weekend at a club in the midwest and so you're not you know i was like married at the time Mm -hmm. and like had an apartment with rent and like in order to do that you have to stay out for two weekends in a row to make 900 dollars. right plus you're covering your own travel so i would like fly to one midwest city then take a mega bus to Chicago, spend three or four days on somebody's couch in Chicago, and then take a mega bus to another city, do three nights of shows, and then fly back to New York. Right. And really, I was just like racking Breaking up, even. no, <laughs> losing money probably. Yeah, right. You know, but I was lucky enough that I had cheap rent in New York where I could like get away with making like four or five hundred bucks for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, very similar to with music stuff around the same time. Yeah. It was always just like doing a lot to to break even. Yeah. I never made money on any of that stuff. Yeah. And, and it would be helpful. That's why I try to think of like questions and answers like that because no one does, there's nothing to, there's someone to kind of 
if you want to take a class and learn how to like write a joke technically yeah you could do that yeah i mean and, but that's not that's a part of it and one. there's so many parts of it that you're not even aware of sometimes until you're like years in. Yeah. A lot of comics make that joke on stage of like, oh, I only work 15 minutes a day. And it's like, if you're only working 15 minutes a day, you're never going to make it. Yeah. Like a lot of people there's joke no around and say like that. that. Yeah. There's it, like my whole day was like, especially starting out and even still to this to now to some point is like i have to like email clubs around the country to get headline work i have to book travel yeah if the club isn't providing the hotel i have to book the hotel if there's a buyout i have to negotiate my own deal with a club yeah you know i got management now and shit so that helps but like for a long time it was just me so oh, i had to do all that before a you, want, you want merch you gotta design it yourself you gotta make it yourself you gotta sell it yourself which means teaching yourself how to design how, yeah i'm i know how to make flyers yeah i know how to make posters uh i know how to edit video right you have to learn how to do all that like if i met a young comic now I would tell them like take a philosophy class and take a film editing class both at a community college. Yeah. Those are two things you're going to need to know how to do. Yeah, that's smart. Um also business class maybe. A uh, 100%. My favorite part of the plane. Dude, I was talking to a young comedian the other day who and I think we talked about this a little bit when we were at the improv. Uh-huh. But they were talking about how like I was doing that. I was listing all the jobs you have when you're a comedian and yeah. what you like have to do, especially with our conversation about like clips and stuff like that. And they were like, well, I don't really, you know, I was like, are you on TikTok? Because that's your best chance to just put out something and have it go to like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Jenny Zagrino put up a clip on the don't tell. And it's got like 17 million views. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. And that's so many people. And that's a real, those are real eyes yeah you know and i'm like do you do this and they're like no i haven't really like i don't really have a desire to to be on that and i was like well do you have like a podcast or do you have anything online that you're trying to like build an audience and yeah. build your business like no i just you know i i wish it was like how it used to be when you could just go be funny and i'm like i want it my only desire was to like I want to save that. I don't want to tell that person to quit, yeah. but I want to save that person years of operating like that's all right until they're they, bitter and quit. Right, right, yeah. right. Because they're going to do it anyway, yeah. and they're going to like not have a good time. And they're going to blame other people. They're going to yes. be like, I'm Very funny. Resentful. Nobody saw that I was funny, and nobody gave me the right opportunity. Right. Where it's like, we don't live in that world anymore. We no. live in the world of you have to make your own opportunity. Right. I know like four or five comics who were just funny and didn't care about social media and their life blew up because everyone was like, this person is undeniably funny. Right. I know 4,000 comedians. <laughs> like like rough estimate. Yeah. I, in my life, I've probably met 4,000 people who do stand up. <laughs> right. Five. Five are undeniable. Undeniably funny. <laughs> right. And that they didn't have to like do a bunch of shit. But like yeah. Roy Scovel is one of those people. He went out and shot his own specials. Yeah. Like and sold them to like 
Peacock and Netflix. And, and you're not on anybody else's timeline when you do that. No. If you're waiting around for someone to give you this, this, and that, even I was, if they're smaller experiences, like you could do everything yourself. It's why so many comics end up booking their own shows. Like, oh, I'm not getting up enough. Well, now you have a show where you're guaranteed a spot a week or a which spot is a month. 52 spots a year. Then you got to figure out how to sell tickets to that show, which is what you'll be doing for the rest of your life. Yes. Just uh-huh. Figuring out how to get people into a building all over the place for so then so that they can buy chicken fingers <laughs> so they could buy chicken fingers which brings us to our sponsor <laughs> chicken fingers, chicken fingers. <laughs> but <laughs> this is a pocket full of chicken fingers um no but i love talking about this kind of stuff with you yeah it, it just it um I was, you know, a lot of the stuff I made on the internet for so long was about saving people time for so long. And I was wondering if there were through lines with this conversation that we could tell other aspiring people that would save them, keep them happier for longer. You mean with making creative work? Like, are there... Yeah, either... I mean, yeah. yeah, so look, the first and foremost... There are, you have to do all this stuff. You have to make TikToks. You have to make fucking, you have to learn how to make flyers. You have to do all that. But also in conjunction with all that, in getting good at an art form, there are no shortcuts. Yes. So it's like, if you want to be a great stand-up comedian, musician, songwriter, whatever it is, there's no shortcut. You mm-hmm. just have to get great. And the only way you do that is through like grit and grinding it out. Yeah. And like a day at a time, like you got to sit down every, if you want to be a comic, you got to sit down every day and you have to write. You, if you write for 30 minutes a day as a comedian, you're writing more than 2000 other 50% of the comics. You yeah. Uh huh. So it's like, there's also or, never been more places to go do it. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, you find, uh, you know, just, it's a nonstop. Let's just, you just, you have to work at the creative side mm-hmm. all the time. And I would tell people like, don't get bogged down by like the business side of it because I focus had to fo- like starting out, I focus was so bogged down with all the business shit that at times I feel like the artistic side did suffer. For sure. Dude, I was talking to um, a friend of mine yesterday about how you do your set when you're trying to get a good tape to send somewhere. <laughs> did you just see what my face did? I, you changed as a person. Yeah, there were there was like a three year period of my life when I was trying to get on Conan and was like talking with the dude who booked Conan. Yeah, and I was working on sets and sending tapes, and I became a worse comedian. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. I remember. And you're a magical person. Like you go up to do stand up, and you're like Dude, fun not, and loose, and like not when not when that was happening. Yeah, there was like a year long period where I was like, I need a good tape to book more shows, and any time I would bring my camera, it would just be yeah. the set you do when you bring the camera. <laughs> yeah, and can I explain something to you? Mm. The set that I got my first television spot off of was a tape of me fucking around. Mm-hmm. I cut it from the middle of the set. It didn't start with, it started me do, with me doing a callback to a joke <laughs> that, 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 that wasn't on the, <laughs> that I hadn't done in the set yet. And then I got, in the set I go, oh, I haven't done that joke yet. That doesn't make sense. And then I did the joke. Yeah. And then I just like did a couple more things. And then I just sent it in. Cause it was like the most recent tape I had for me opening for somebody. Yeah. And then I sent it in and luckily Bill Burr saw it and was like, this guy's a comedian. He's mm-hmm. on the show that's great yeah that's but i broke every rule that i tried to that i was following for the conan shit yeah 
Which is better. Then you're a disruption at that point. They're looking at all these tapes that are the same. Yeah. Over and over and over again with these people, like young comedians, what they think are their hot takes on Yeah. Anything really? Yeah, and it Hair was gel's me. crazy. Yeah, and then they get you being and like, fucking, where, 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 where am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, man. And then I told you about like the golden age in in my um whatever journey I'm on right now, where it was like when Bringer Booker started liking me as a person or a comedian, and they would give me these spots, and I was able to be like. I'm going to start with this and end with this, but I don't know what's going to happen in the middle. And a lot of times it didn't work out at all. And then I got, so, I thought that I could still have so much fun even when I bomb. Dude. And then everything changes after that. That's when you know you're someone's a good comedian. Mm-hmm. When the jokes aren't working, but they're still funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, that's because they know they've done enough stand up that they know how to play a room, make people laugh. Yeah. And they're having a good time, not based off material, uh-huh. but based off of you as a person. Right. That's right. the shit. Like, that's why I love a jazz set, as mm-hmm. I call them. Like, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to fuck around, I'm going to try these jokes out. And it, it doesn't matter if they work or not. I'm working through them. Right. To like get them to where they need to be, and we'll that have process a good time on the way, we're gonna have a blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last night I did three of those, which I had this like newer like 15, 20 minutes of material, and like some of it's hitting, some of it's not, but we're having a good time the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also that thing too now of like when you get to that point where you're doing that, where you're willing to have that jazz set in the middle. A lot of times now. I start my sets just by going, hey, you guys came here tonight. What were you hoping you would hear jokes about? I'll talk about anything you want. Yeah. And that sets, one, it puts them back on their heels normally. They're like, what, we got to come up with something? Right, right. But also it lets them know, like, I'm not afraid. I'm like confident enough in myself that I'm like, I could talk about anything and it's going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. It will come back to a dick joke. Right. <laughs> right. I've been doing that when I'm done with the stuff that I want to work on right before yeah. the end. Yeah. That's another spot I do it too. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'll close on this. Right. And you always have a, I always wanted to get to the point where like people could say pretty much whatever and you would at least have like, you know, even if it's not a written joke, something to say about that thing. Like, uh, you know, when Tom Rhodes does his thing about... I love Tom Rhodes. He's so cool, man. He's going to be on the next one of the next surrounded shows. Oh, nice. Um, I opened for him a couple of times on the road. So and cool. He's just like a sweet, cool guy. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing him when I was like... He was one of my like... I want to say like comic blend people yeah. that I used to see on, on yeah. uh, Comedy Central. But he, you know... He's been all over the world. So if you go, he has an album where like he literally jokes about like every country in the world. Yeah. And if you go to one of his shows, sometimes he'll be like, you know, either where are you from? Or <laughs> if you go to one of those comedian shows, he'll say, where are you from? <laughs> I mean, you've never heard a comedian say that ever, but he'll mm-hmm. be like, you know, where are your parents from? Or where have you, where's the favorite place that you've gone or whatever? And he'll have like, He'll have an intricate joke about it, not just yeah. like a little anecdote, like "Oh, I was there once." No, blah, blah, blah. he'll be like, "Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, in you're 1482. Fit- yeah. This is like this, and this law passed, and it's always like really interesting and so funny." Yeah, yeah he's like such a smart dude. You'd be like, "Oh, you're from Calhoun." I I got a great Hong Kong story about seeing Fat Boy Slim and crap in my pants. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was a while where I was like that kind of journeyman stand-up where I was like traveling constantly like so much where I was like, 
There has been twice in my life where I've lived without an apartment and just toured. Cool. Yeah, but after a year, it kind of gets old. Tom did it for like 15 years. Wow, man. Where he just had his stuff in a storage unit. Yeah. And he was just on the road. And now he has an apartment in LA and he's just like, this is pretty great. Yeah. And he talks about, uh, once in a while, he talks about how he had that show for a while. He had like a sitcom. He had a sitcom on NBC and then he hosted a late night talk show in the Netherlands. Yeah. So he used to have like House in the Hills and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and uh, it's just really interesting. To hear. Yeah. He's a dope dude. Yeah. Very good comic. Go listen to that Tom Rhodes album <laughs> yeah. right now. What's the one called? Where he's all over he's got world. like three or four records. Yeah. And he's like very like one liney too sometimes. So mm -hmm. he has like those long stories and then it's just like joke, 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 joke. I like when he's like, you can't drink a bucket of water on the street in Calhoun. It's illegal or whatever. <laughs> and he just knows like facts about fucking whatever. Yeah. And his cadence is so fun. And it's so specific. Yeah. And I'm, I'm butchering it. Uh, speaking of albums, <laughs> are you going to make an album out of your shit? Because you love records. Yeah, I love records. Yeah. So the audio uh, version of the special comes out on 800 Pound Gorilla and All Things Comedy in May. May 18th, I believe. So what does that mean? People will be able to listen to it on Sirius XM, Pandora. Uh, I don't know if the like rights stuff has been worked out with Spotify yet because comedy and Spotify are having a big fight right now. Because comedy com comics don't get paid the same way music musicians get paid for song royalties Why is that? because if because mu musicians get paid they pay you the for playing the song right. but then they also have to pay the person who wrote the song right and they haven't been doing that for comedy the whole time so who gets paid so as a as a so for the performance half of the money goes to the the record label and half goes to the artist for performing uh, but no one's getting paid for the written material there needs to be like a bmi for comedians exactly so that's what they're saying that they also need to pay the people pay us comics more for the material that's been written wow that's and, very interesting and so spotify like somebody brought this up to spotify and their solution was we're just going to pull comedy off of spotify what the fuck yeah spotify what the fuck and i think they're trying to figure out legally like how to fix it or what to do sure yeah but it'll be apple all the places you stream music it'll be there right. and then i'm gonna uh pretty soon because you have to do i'm gonna put out a vinyl pressing but it takes like six months to get a vinyl pressing made now because yeah. they're so back ordered because there's only like three plants in america that still make vinyl but you could also do them cheaper now oh yeah and there's other ways to make them they're made out of uh, different stuff and it's the sound quality is less but it's like a, a fun way to make a, a thing I want you to tell me about that off mic. You got it, Doc. And then I'm going to make cassettes. What do you think about that? You think that that is good? I think people will buy them for nostalgia and yeah. because they want to support me and give me 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people will have it in their house and it'll be a cool thing they have in their house. And they're, and also like the people, some of my fans who follow me on like Instagram and stuff like that know I'm a huge record person. Yeah. And also follow me because we were talking about records and then engaged. Uh -huh. So I'm like the record it's vinyl cassette. Yeah, it it's on brand. It makes sense for it me. It makes sense that you would have your own tape in your pocket. To of your pull cool out jacket. of this small side pocket yeah your hit clips yeah <laughs> you, you have your instagram fucking clips on your fucking hit clips yeah and then also there's a usb thumb drive thing that like folds out that at a certain point i'm gonna put a couple of the specials on there and sell those on the road so people can buy like a physical copy yeah that's also cool yeah it's uh you know for so long it was like you make a cd 
yeah and everyone just makes cds and now there's all these different options because it's so easy to get the content part there's cooler options for a physical thing that are based on like yeah, usb drive and shit yeah yeah but even then it's like who's using the usb drive for stuff functionally like you used to need a cd player if you wanted to hear an album yeah and now you can get the video and the audio any way you want a million different ways yeah so it's like what do you what's the coolest thing you could have to hold yeah that's why i like that little usb thumb drive thing it's so cassette so it yeah. looks like an old school cassette but then it folds out and it's a thumb drive i like that there's a comic named nick yusuf whose podcast i did earlier today whoa i know too you I told day. me i was the only one <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of my he started the workshop show at the comedy store which mm -hmm. is the new joke night and then brought me in to help run it and then he eventually moved to New York, and I kept running New Joke Night at the Comedy Store. That's cool. I love New Which Joke Night. Which you should night. do in May. You're mm -hmm. booked. You know right me. Right now. I just booked you. Oh, great. I yeah. thought you were telling me I already had a show. So yeah. I'm like, what am I? Immediately my brain goes into like, am I late right now? <laughs> it's so fucking stressful. Last Saturday, May, 1030, Comedy Store. You're uh, on uh, it. Where's my phone? Uh, yeah, man. Listen, I hope everything's, uh, goes well with Thanks. the new hour. I mean, I already feel, uh, I'm proud of it. Your clips are all going to blow up. I hope, very good I hope, joke writer. Thank very you. Funny. I hope so. But also if it doesn't happen on this one, it'll happen down the line. You're right. Because you have that kind of work ethic. Yeah. And I'm like really proud of it. And a lot of, I'm really grateful for all of the people who helped me make it. Mm -hmm. Like if it wasn't like. I got to be shown how much I'm loved and cared about by my like friends and the people who helped me produce and make it and Good. put it out. Yeah. And then uh, I know how hard I worked on it. So no matter how it does, I know how hard I toured to prepare it. I like, I hit like 60 cities in like five, six months. That's nuts. And like was running like an hour and 20 every night. Like I know what I did for it. So I'm proud of it. Yeah. And, and it, you could always look back on that and, and have all those memories. Yeah. And that's great. And I own it. When it's not something to, oh, that was just out because I wanted to put something out and it doesn't have that kind of weight behind it. Yeah. And it's a it's a real timestamp of where I was in my life in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like the first 25 to 26 minutes of material is all stuff I wrote during the pandemic, after a breakup, being in Florida, living with my parents. Yeah. Like, cause I like had to leave our house and like was crashing with my folks in Florida. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's going to be a roadmap of like, that's exactly where you were in this part of your life. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. So now what's next? Um, well, like I said, I got this new, like 15, 20 minutes together. And then there's like another 20 minutes we cut out of the special mm -hmm. that, um, just time wise, you know, it needs to be around an hour. So I got that. I'm going to put that together. I'm going to write a couple more jokes. And then I'm going to like later in the year, August, September, October, I'm going to start going on the road again. I think December, I'm going to try to rebook my Europe tour dates that I had. So I'm like cool. going to try to go to Paris and get those shows set back up and then try to do a week in London. And I'm going to go see Bad, Bad, Not Good, one of my favorite bands. Okay. They're like a jazz band. Uh, but they like rock and they do a lot of like backing music for good rappers. Tight. Yeah. I found out about them through, they did an album with Ghostface Killer mm -hmm. from the Wu-Tang. Nice. And so I'm going to go see them in Paris and then book a little tour around that. Very cool. Yeah. You should see if you could open up. 
for bad, bad, not good. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to text hey, what them. kind of vibe are you guys looking for? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what's crazy, though? Like, you'd be shocked the people you can make friends with because of the internet, dude. Dude, I saw Irene was opening for Toon Yards. What? And then um, Toon Yards followed me after that on Instagram. So I was like, maybe it's not that far off. That's such a fucking... Imagine seeing Irene, too, and then seeing Toon Yards. That's in crazy. In the same show. Yeah. That's such a fun night out. That's so fun. So if you're a musician... It happened to me, dude. Esoteric from Zarface, one of my favorite rap, rap groups. Zarface yeah. is this great rap group. It's Esoteric and Inspect the Deck from the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Esoteric's like a big comedy fan. So he follows like uh, Segura uh-huh. and Asif Ali. And one day I like messaged something at him. And Tom, Segura and Asif both follow me. So he saw my shit and then started like liking my clips and then follow me and that's the intro music to the special oh that's so cool and the outro music is one of my favorite uh musicians too kevin morby yeah and i like fucking through a mutual friend that he knew him and now he's following me on instagram and that's cool just keep that's what you said man you put your head down yeah keep making stuff because all these connections happen organically just by you trying to be good yeah i wasn't trying trying to weasel your way yeah you know that's yeah. so cool, man. Yeah. Very happy for you. I'm very happy for you. No, that's not allowed. It's not not on this show. No one's ever been happy that, for me on this that's show. How not I'm from not, that that's how I'm not Zoya. <laughs> and we found the, the one main difference. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to uh, say to everybody? Uh, thanks for supporting Mike and Zoya. Keep supporting them. They're yes. amazing people. As so good important. as you, uh, as good as you think they are on this podcast, off of the mics in the real world, they are fucking great people. Listen, and thank you for saying what we paid you to say. And now, brought to you by Chicken Fingers. <laughs> that is for fingers. That is for fingers. All right, love you guys. Thank you very much, James Fingers Harris. <laughs>